This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 86 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host Ben and Gary is with me as ever. Are you well? Um, Yeah, not too bad mate. I've got no physical injuries so uh, I'm, I'm well. Yeah. Oh, it's quite a long, a long drawn out method by which to say yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say yes would have sufficed, yes, Gary. It's, I'm it's well. all good. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm hacked off because I was woken up um, an hour before I should have been this morning with a squirrel uh, had got its lower body caught in a squirrel proof uh, bird feeder. <laughs> and um, we had Excellent to stuff. get the bird feeder down. Then the metal cutters I had weren't good enough for the job. So we then had to get my neighbour involved hold a towel over the vicious little bastard uh, while we <laughs> clipped around his body and he was trying to bite. And he, you know what? He didn't even stay and say thank you afterwards. <laughs> I wish I'd just shot it now. There is a, um, I mean, this this will show you exactly how a lockdown is going for me. Um, well, there's two stories with that one. Uh, first one, uh, there's a video on YouTube by a guy called Mark Rober. He does a lot of like, cool experiments and stuff and does videos for them um he did a like a squirrel ninja warrior course i've um, seen that yeah yeah it's brilliant and um yeah with with fat gus that actually turned out to be a woman that was pregnant so he <laughs> renamed it fabulous gus um yeah fantastic video well worth watching if you can um and uh the that, the other story that oh, noise um, just so you know is fee coming in the room on a squeaky door that i haven't oiled uh so please uh, okay. carry on <laughs> i was gonna say the other the other story about how lockdown's going is uh we had a facetime call with uh with a friend of the family the other day and their three-year-old looked at the uh looked at the screen turned to their mum and went mummy is that santa in the uh well are you <laughs> santa yeah yeah <laughs> Because my beard has gotten quite unruly during this time. Nice. Um, well, I had a uh, I had a supporters board meeting last night, and we're doing that by video. And uh, Nick Proctor of Six One Seven fame has got a beard that's quite 
probably as long as mine. He's struggling to get the face mask on. Uh, and Jake yeah. Longworth, who many of you all know, um, works at the club, has got his hair so long that apparently his partner Emily has put it in a man bun, which... Wow. I'll be honest, I'm not sure my, they're my two ha- words that go together. <laughs> the only man... My hair is... Go on. I was going to say, my hair's not quite at, at man bun stage, but um, my uh, my fringe, if you were, now uh, now goes beyond the bottom of my glasses nice. and uh, can actually touch my nose, which is uh, annoying the wife no end. So I'm going to let it continue to grow. It's all well, good. Fee's been kind of cutting mine, um, but I'll only let her shave the sides up so far. So I've got what I what I think looks like, um, it's kind of like a, a peaky blinders cut at times. Fee said she doesn't like it when it's first done because I look incredibly hard. Um, now, yeah, I appreciate that I'm not, but it doesn't hurt to have a, you know, make sure the postman doesn't hang around for too long a chat when you pop out in an afternoon. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, let, let, let's get on to, let's, let's sort of move into, into football because that's, it's what people are, you know, they're not here for our looks, are they? Um, well, they might not be. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's officially now. Post uh, close season, so uh, the, the season has has come to an end. Well, for uh, us, not for everybody. Well, for yeah, for us. I mean, we we will be officially a League One club again next season, um, and uh, yeah, I think it's been it's been something of a, a wild ride uh, over the past few weeks. Uh, I think um, from the sounds of it. People at the club have been a little bit exasperated with how long it's gone on for. Um, it certainly sounds like it's been um, d- delayed past a, a point of being sensible by some other clubs, maybe. Um, and I know, obviously, there's been you know a lot of uh, a lot of stuff said by um, chairman of other clubs. I know Darren McAntony's been extremely vocal, which is not like him at all. Um, but yeah, the, the season has uh, has been curtailed. Uh, there will be playoffs, um, and there will be relegation. Which, I mean, you've got to feel slightly for Tranmere because they were on a bit of an upward swing and they did have a game in hand. But ultimately, you know, it's it's like Clive said, it's the fairest of unfair solutions that's been put into place in the end, isn't it? Yeah, I think Liam said that, didn't he? Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe it was Clive. Um, yeah, look, at the end of the day, what the EFL's issue was, it was asking member clubs to vote on a circumstance that directly affected many of them. And there's only going to be one way they vote, bar Port Vale, who, who voted to curtail the league despite being eighth um, in their in their division. Yeah, it's a little bit like going, right, let's vote for Christmas, uh, getting six turkeys Santa, cash-strapped parents and kids around the table, and you know who's going to vote for what because, you know, the, the, the parents will vote for it because they want to see the kids' faces, but then they'll be considering whether they, they can afford it or not. The kids will vote for it because they get free stuff. The turkeys won't. And then if you just keep going, well, you've got to come to a decision. Mm, the turkeys put forward a proposal where we'll have Christmas, but chicken is on the menu instead. But then the chickens, <laughs> they're going, well, I'm not going to vote for that. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. it just goes round and round and round. The, you know, the fact is, yeah, Darren McCanton has been vocal because his club have spent money trying to get promoted. Um, and they did they did have a very, a very good run in. And the league table wouldn't have finished how it is now. I don't think Tranmere would have been relegated. I think if you look at the form, I think Wimbledon probably had a tougher run in. Um, mm-hmm. I think Rochdale might have struggled a little bit as well. I think in the playoffs and the automatic, aside from Coventry, I think anybody from 10th up to 2nd, 
could have been in the shakedown. I, I actually don't think Oxford would have been in the playoffs because they sold two big players in January. Yeah, absolutely. But what do you do? Because the fact is, we can't yeah. we can't play football no matter what they say. They're saying, "Oh, Darren McCantney says it's not a problem. We can play. It would be fair." You've got what two, three Portsmouth players suddenly come down in. Uh, diagnosed with coronavirus and are now in self-isolation. So how would that yep. have worked if Peterborough had had to go and play one of their promotion right? Uh, and I don't know who they had to play. So they have to go and play a crucial game and suddenly four of the opposition players get coronavirus and have to self-isolate. Would McCantony then have been voting to play that game three weeks later when they've self-isolated? How long does it go mm. on for? At the end of the day, it's, yeah. it's not a fair decision, but it's the fairest decision. You know, which, yeah. You kind of, you could go around in circles. I feel desperately for Tranmere, desperately. But mm. let's not forget Tranmere. I mean, there's the yeah. I, 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 let's just not forget on the Tranmere thing. They have a five nil win against Bolton Kids under their belt, which Wimbledon don't. Nobody's talking about yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, the you know the, the, the situation at Tranmere seems to have gotten a little bit uh, a little bit more desperate at the minute. I think they've said today that um, I think they've said they're going to be. Uh, making up to 20 staff redundant at the end of July. We'll touch on that again is... in a minute. On, okay. Cool. On. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it is desperately sad for, for, for clubs that are going to be in this position and, and, you know, maybe, I mean, it, it well, I say clubs that, that potentially weren't going to be in this position. It is basically Tranmere. Like it's, it, you know, it, it's hard not to feel for them. Um, I, I kind of feel a little bit for Peterborough, but then at the same time, you know, the, it's always one of those situations where they did have the start of the season that, that maybe they, they weren't expecting to have. You know, they obviously didn't have the, um, they didn't hit the ground running like they'd like to have done. Um, I, I am surprised, if I'm brutally honest, that they didn't put some sort of weighting into it because obviously, you know, Wickham had a bit of a, a bit of a tail, uh, tail away recently. You know, they fell off. The, the the form and they were outside the playoffs and now they're ending up in is it third I think um, based on the points per game but you know like you say it's it's the fairest of unfair ways um, I mean ultimately it doesn't impact on us too much we dropped one place from where we were we're, we're you know we're in sixteenth uh, you know officially in in air quotes if you want to if you want to go down that road um, so yeah I mean we are you know we are a club that is um, that will be a League One team again next season, um, and we will be playing the likes of, of Sunderland and Peterborough again next season. So, um, I think the next question at that point, which you know, can is I, obviously going to be, can I just yeah, go, go back on. to Tranmere then, uh, yes, briefly, on, yeah. because I actually think that that announcement about redundancies was in incredibly poor taste. Um, mm. Yeah, all clubs are going to have to make those. Okay, at yep. some point, all clubs are going to look at their staffing levels as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, not as a clear result of the relegation. As you know, at the moment, there is still an option to furlough staff for clubs that can't afford to pay them. Those staff that they're claiming they made redundant, they could have furloughed. Mm-hmm. There was no need for the knee-jerk reaction. That, in my opinion was guilt-tripping. Now, I feel terribly for people that lose their jobs in football, whether that's at Tranmere or not. And I may they may not have laid 20 off had they not been relegated. But I think the timing by which they made that announcement, they've used 20 people as political pawns to make a statement. And I think that mm. that is incredibly wrong. I saw the outpouring. I feel for people who lose their jobs. 
but there is a, a way that you go about these things. Don't think that any other football club is not going to have to make redundancies, but will they make them by such means? Why should mm. why why make that statement? These are, this is people's lives, and to say we're making yeah. we're made them redundant. Um, just to say about the running, yes, Tranmere did have a, a, a turnaround in form. They beat Blackpool, Accrington and Shrewsbury, all of whom, whom were in the lower half. I heard they had a great transfer window and that was one thing that they were saying, reasons that they should stay up. Since the transfer window, they've lost 2-0 away at Bolton. They've lost 3-0 at home to Doncaster, 2-0 at home to Portsmouth, drawn with Bristol Rovers, who were utter guff and lost 3-1 at Tranmere. That's after the transfer window. They're talking about the game in hand they had against AFC Wimbledon. They also had to play Peterborough, Oxford, Fleetwood, Rotherham, all of whom are in the top six, uh, top six at the moment. They had to, uh, we had to go there, which wouldn't have been easy. To be fair, mm. then they had Rochdale, MK Dons, and Gillingham as their other games. Wimbledon, bear in mind, are the team who few are actually saying kind of congratulations to Wimbledon on staying up, which is a great, you know, they, they haven't got the same sort of spend. Wimbledon's form, they'd lost just one in their last six games. So, mm. again, they're not out of form. And they have still had to play, obviously, Tranmere, Rochdale, us. They also had to play MK Dons. They also had to play Shrewsbury. They also had to play Sunderland, all of whom are outside the top six. So when we're talking about weighted in terms of the games that have just gone past, you're talking about Tranmere having won three games against teams that are in the bottom half of the table. But you also talk that weighted, if it wasn't weighted over three seasons, you've got Wimbledon who went away and won at Gillingham, uh, who drew 2-2 at Rotherham, who drew at home with Ipswich. So Tranmere's model was based around a three-year weighted average. And in those three years, they were playing in the National League and League Two, while Wimbledon had been in League One the whole time. So that weighted average for me could never have been done. I feel desperately for Tranmere and for the people connected to the club. Um, But at the end of the day, a decision had to be made and it's been made. And I'm afraid member clubs have to respect that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that the the problem is, you know, like you say, that the, the... the need to make that decision was was getting ever more desperate because as we were told and you know as as i think it was fairly common knowledge was that they needed to have a decision which if the games you know if if uh if if it were to to start back up it would have been a case of needing to be finished by the end of next month and with the amount of games that were left it it wouldn't you know it wouldn't have been possible um unless we had that conversation i think a few weeks ago where you said you know if they kind of ignore the dead rubber matches um that that would have been in that stage you know it's it, it would have been all kinds of of chaos to to even begin to start thinking about it and you know i've said before i, I don't envy the people that needed to make this decision but i'm glad it's been made now because we can start looking forward to you know to to what comes next um I, I, and I, you know, I think when when I said about you know feeling for for Tranmere, it was it was feeling for the people that have been let go and have been put in that position. Um, yeah, of course. It's not you know the, the the decision, like you say, it's it's a very difficult one to to justify. In that case, you know, they could have like you say put them on furlough because the furlough scheme is I think till the end of October, so they could have had that potential option there. And I think you know the 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 phrase of using them as political pawns is is absolutely spot on. Um, it's, it's, it's really tough to see. Um, and you know, obviously there's going to be, there'll be fallout from this for, for however long. I don't necessarily think there's going to be a, uh, a legal standpoint because obviously the, the clubs have voted on it and 
you know that's all that's all been been done at this point but um i mean yeah so we'll we'll start we'll sort of start looking at, at possibly next season i mean do we even know what's going to be happening uh, you know are we going to be starting in in august are we going to be starting in september or, or you know how is this going to work and i know that i guess that's the big the the next big decision um well, i mean what I can't see. I was to say, what, what what are your thoughts on on the restart and, and everything else? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in over you there. As I've actually been eating a bacon sandwich uh, and I just <laughs> swallowed and thought I'd mention so the bacon sandwich delivered to me. Still got three squares left, so um, I'm going to rely on you oh. talking uh, in a minute. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I do. I know a little bit, which I can't divulge through the supporters board. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of potential restarts, and surely uh, uh, that'll probably come out in the minutes in a couple of weeks' time, but I'm not going to, you know, break confidence. What I would say is, logically, uh, this current season has got to be finished by July the 31st, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's non-negotiable. And I think that's the aim uh, across the board. Now, bear in mind, when a season finished, we're talking about EFL, Premier League, everything. So that's, that's the date it's got to be done. Uh, I'm led to believe, I think, that you know, you've got to have a pre-season. So you're talking a minimum of, what, five weeks mm-hmm. from August the 1st. So that means that I don't think we can expect any sort of restart um, before September. Right. Now, if you think about it, and again, I don't, I haven't done the numbers, but with FA Cup, Carling Cup, Leasing.com and uh, 46 league games to get in, you, know, you can't mm. start in October or November unless you're impacting next season. You're not going to impact next season because of the renewed Euro 2020. So yeah. they're going to be keen to get some football up and going, in. I think, in September. Um, how that looks, I don't know. Uh, how do you socially distance a football stadium? Uh, who knows? Where are the risks within that? Are they within the stadium? Or, excuse me, are they within, you know, pubs and transport and things like that and people mixing outside the ground? Um, if it's behind closed doors, you know, what does that look like again for clubs? Because the reason we've curtailed the season is clubs can't afford to play behind closed doors. Mm. And much depends on government advice, doesn't it? Um, what what are they going to keep talking about when they're bringing in our numbers and, and, and specialists and things like that? At some point, mass events are going to have to resume. But yeah. And football is entirely reliant on the political situation and it's ever changing, I think. Yeah. I mean, I think that the the thing I was talking to somebody about yesterday was that at the moment there is nothing more that that I would love than to go to a football match or to go to a gig because they are the two of the things that, you know, I enjoy doing the most outside of outside of work and stuff. But right now, there is absolutely no way in hell that you would get me into a football stadium, you know, into a packed stadium or into a packed gig venue. It's, it, you know, it, it, it barely feels safe going out to, you know, to the supermarket sometimes, but it, it's going to be one of those. I mean, a lot of it's obviously going to depend on individuals. I know there's going to be a hell of a lot of people that, are, you know, don't give a toss at the minute and just decide, oh, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to drive to Durham or whatever, but it's going to be, it's going to be a difficult one for, for a lot of different people. Um, I, I, I'm just really intrigued to see where it goes. I mean, obviously the, the uh, the Euros is something that, if I'm honest, I hadn't even taken into account. I'd, I'd completely forgotten that they'd been put back till till next summer. So you're going to have you're going to have to have some sort of well, some sort of shortened season. I mean, do you think we see possibly the the, the sort of I don't know 
the cancellation of one of the trophies or one of the cups. Can't see you know, it. Do, can't do we see? It? No, no, I can't see it. I think with sponsorship deals, etc., um, I, I, I don't see that happening. I think the certainly not the leasing dot com because I think Premier League clubs are still going to want their younger players to be getting that match action, and the money is is too good for us to turn away. Um, but you know, if we're teams are going to be operating on smaller squads, which I think is widely accepted, especially if the salary cap gets pushed through. Um, so then it's going mm-hmm. to increase pressure. You take away the Carling Cup, what do you actually take away? One game, two games max um, at the beginning of the season? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. I can't see that. I, I'm actually very different to you because if Sinsel Bank opened now, I'd go. Um, I'd stick a face mask on perhaps. Might take my own bottle of drink in if I was allowed rather than trying to buy one there, but I'd go. And I think different people have different levels of fear obviously you're more you're certainly concerned i think obviously for bringing it home with with health difficulties or do you know what i mean underlying potential mm. underlying problems and and, and etc here you know i'm isolated enough i'm out of the way i don't have the fear of getting corona because i think i would fight it off but that's purely selfish mm. and if it was behind closed doors you know i'd I, I would be gutted, personally. I didn't realise how much I was missing football until last night. Uh, and I was sat on the sofa and just aimlessly flicking through the channels, which I never, ever do normally. Uh, and it was showing Northern Ireland's match against Ukraine from Euro 2016. And literally just to have right. that snippet, yeah, it was just, I just thought, oh, I'm missing watching football. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's it's weird. Like, it's... <laughs> It is, it is just strange. It is so strange to, to have, you know, Saturdays that have been, you know full well that there are technically games left to play in the season and you're thinking, right, okay, well, you can do this or, you know, we've, we've missed out on, on XYZ games and, yeah, I, I just, I really do, I am really missing it. You know, the, the it's not just, a, it's not just the football as well. It's the whole, the social interaction beforehand, you know, like we'll, we'll meet up beforehand, we'll have a drink and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll have a chat about things on the pod and, and uh, you know, how it's all going and we'll bump into people and, and speak to people. And it's the whole, the whole situation is just, it's so strange and it's not feeling any more normal. Um, you know, the, the longer it goes on, um, because I think, you know, it is just, it's that hobby, you know, the hobby kind of thing that, that's, that's, that's just not happening at the moment. It's really strange. Yeah. I think I keep missing bits. Um, I mean, it's been <clears throat> from a work point of view, it's odd because mm. you'll see the old transfer rumor. <clears throat> Sorry, I just swallowed a bit of bacon the wrong way. Um, <laughs> It's smoked. It's good quality from Curtis the Butchers. They deliver it to the post office at Donington, and we normally have it once a week, and they'd run out unsmoked. But anyway, um, yeah, I think (laughs) it's easy to miss. I mean, I feel a little bit more connected because obviously we've got the supporters board meeting. Uh, I've done kind of a webinar with with Liam Scully, and and, um, I've had some conversations around the uh, offer for season tickets, which I'm sure we'll talk about very briefly in a moment. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel connected in that way. I feel that maybe <clears throat> the end came around and, and prevented a couple of months of worry because I still think we would have been looking down under our shoulder, underneath us. You know, we had that big game against Tranmere coming up that had we not taken at least a point from, I think we would have still been glancing down. So 
But first to me, it felt like a little bit of pressure had been eased. And I know a lot of people said, we're not going down. But, you know, 2011, back of my mind all the time. Um, yeah. Now, when players have started leaving and you look at the squad that we've got, and I did my review of, of the team, uh, and you think, actually, there's quite a bit to be excited about. You know, Anthony mm. Scully playing 10, 15, 20 games. Teo Eden playing the same. Um, mm. Who are we going to sign? Because I've no doubt whatsoever that, our squad next season will be a mixture of professionals of our own. And I think we'll have one or two star loan players like we had Joe Morrell. Um, mm-hmm. But where will they come from? You know, because now Michael's here and I know Jez George went off and did a presentation at Arsenal. That's common knowledge. Um, there's a quite a few other teams that I've heard mentioned that he's presented to. You know, we could have the pick of young players here. And let's also look at players that are likely to be released. Kieran O'Hara, for instance, who for me has been one of the best keepers in the lower league for two years now at Macclesfield and Burton. He's likely mm-hmm. to be released by Man United this summer. If he's likely to be released by Man United, there's that connection. And if who would he rather come and play for? Michael Appleton, a coach that's coached in the Premier League, or you know, whoever it is that's gone in at Mansfield or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I think us and, yeah, Blackpool, yeah, yeah. Us and Blackpool are in a great position because they've got Neil Critchley, obviously, who came from Liverpool under-23s. He's a respected coach as well. And these players don't want to just come and play senior football, the young ones. They want to come and develop and move up the divisions. So... Mm. I'm just kind of glancing forward, really, but I think my only concern at the moment is senior pros. You know, we need a Liam Bridcut or a Michael Boswick. I know we've got Kian mm-hmm. Bolger, who's, who's a, a senior pro, but we need another one in the middle of the park somewhere, a Michael O'Connor figure um, to hold everything together. Yeah, I mean, in that in in that instance, um, I, I did have a conversation with somebody the other day where you know they, they were obviously saying, "Well, what's happening with you know with, with Bozzy?" And it's like, well, personally, of of all of the players that have that have gone, um, I would like to see Bozzy come back. Uh, I know that that is obviously it remains an option at the time being, um, depending on obviously what you know, what he is, uh, what, what he gets offered elsewhere, if he does decide to go elsewhere. Um, but again, I've, I've also heard a couple of things from people outside the club where they've said that, you know, that there's, there's rumors that he's, he's already shipped out somewhere else. It's like, well, if that is the case, it's obviously going to be a big miss, but it's, you know, it, it's what the situation is at the moment. And unfortunately, <laughs> I mean, you know, we can't really talk to it too much because it's it's just rumor at the minute. But it would be it would be gutting if if he weren't able to come back. I don't think um, any of them will. No, no, I don't. Uh, I think I think if they were to come back, I think they're going to spend time first of all going away looking for a new deal. Now, Michael Boswick is a player who will get a new deal. I think oh, he, yeah. he's one you could write off. I think Neil right. Erdley. In League Two, would be would pick up a deal. I think in League One, you know, was he beginning to fade? You know, he, he certainly had a very good game against Burton, but at times he was done for pace. I think the only one that's that could come back potentially is Josh Vickers, because with the greatest respect, goalkeepers are two a penny. Yeah, and clubs aren't going to be carrying three goalkeepers anymore. And you mm. know, Josh is a good League Two goalkeeper, and he's a bottom ten League One goalkeeper. But is he a top ten League One goalkeeper? Possibly not now, but he could develop. So he might he he would be the one that I think might might. But I think Bozzy and Erdley we've seen the last of. You're killing my hope, Gary. You, you're killing Sorry, it. Ben. Sorry. 
you know, I've, I've got this, don't I've got get, this little bit to cling to. <laughs> I've got this little got, bit to cling to, mate, and it's. it's I've going. got salted peanuts now. <laughs> cracking. I'm just, I'm just salty. Um, but no, I think. Uh, All right, Dara. <laughs> I think it would be, it would be lovely to see either of them come back. But, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a vague hope or vain hope. Sorry. Um, what my hope for next so, season is. <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> so unprofessional. Is, is there going to be an advert in this one at all, by the way? <clears throat> um, I don't know. But if there is, then now is probably a decent time. So yeah. uh, I don't know if there's another campaign that we've been accepted for. But I think oh, well, by the time anyone wants to it. Well, I think by the time we had the, uh, by the time we actually mentioned it on the last podcast, I think that campaign had ended. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it was a bit of a pointless thing to say. But I'll keep putting the times in. Anyway. Um, yeah, so what I am um, excited about next season is Jack Payne um, and yes. potentially Ben Coker, potentially, because mm. I think they're two players that were widely expected to leave this summer. They're going to be on old deals, i.e. pre-COVID deals, so very few clubs are going to be able to offer them the money that they're having with us, so they're going to have to stay put. And I, I genuinely think that Jack Payne coached in the right way could have a big impact. Mm. Um, I think Ben Coker is League One quality. I know he struggled with injury last season. Um, but again, I think those two players, along with George Graham, along with Key and Bolger, you know, that's really the spine of the team. Well, well that's the, they're the senior pros. Um, mm. Yeah, George Grant is League One quality all day long. Key and Bolger, if you've got a pacey defender with him, potentially a Timothy Aoma from, from Spurs, obviously, who was quite highly rated but didn't get a game with us. Um, you know, Teo Eden, Anthony Scully, the young players that we've got looking particularly exciting. So there's going to be a lot of clubs in the same position as us. There's a lot of opportunity mm. for the players currently at the club. And obviously there's Michael Appleton's transfer magic, which I know people don't think that's what happened in January, but I think actually we had a, a strong January with the summer in mind. We wouldn't have had a strong January if we were going to be able to keep Harry Toffolo or if mm. we were going to be retaining, you know, Obviously, Boswick and Erdley we kept, I think, possibly, hopefully, to to retain and then COVID hit. So, um, yeah. But, you know, all of this is conjecture and, and I think we'll wait until the end of July before we start seeing any major movement. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair fair assumption. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Like, I... I I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens next. I mean, the fact that you said there, you know, we're not the only club in this position. Um, there's there's a lot of a lot of people that are worried. If I'm honest, you know, I've seen a lot of people um, saying, "Oh, well, you know, we're, how are we going to be able to do this? How are we going to be able to do that? You know, are we going to be able to pick any players up?" It's like you've got to remember, it's not just us that are in this position. You know, there'll be there'll be clubs that are much worse off that are probably going to have to cut seven, you know, seven eight players more than we have that. They they will not be able to to keep a squad that they had as you know as big as last season. So you say that, and you seen uh, Plymouth have retained most of their promotion squad, whereas Wimbledon That's has cut all of their free agents. And I think some clubs are going to go for broke. Some clubs are going to see this as an opportunity. And whilst Plymouth are not the big spenders, they're they're, man, they're run by um, <coughs> excuse me, a chairman called Simon Hallett, who's from America, and he's, <coughs> he's got a bit of money behind him, but not a lot. You know, excuse me, he's not a Dale Vince type. I mean, he's rich, but he's not funding them in that way. Yeah. But I think your Forest Greens, your Mansfields, your Salfords might actually think, you know what, let's go for it this year, take advantage, and then push on. Dale Vince is an odd one, isn't he? Kicking a 
teasing Tranmere because their resolution was going to get thrown out and they were going to get relegated. But then he was the only one in League Two who voted to keep playing. It's <laughs> hypocrisy. I mean, he's a bell end. Let's leave it at that. I think we've we've had. Actually, let's not leave it at that. He's a total bell end. He is weapons grade. That man. Um, I I just can't believe how he was how he was taunting them in that position. Um, it, it's it's ridiculous, um, and it's completely you know it's completely unprofessional from a from somebody that is supposedly you know one of the saviors of football. And, you know, if you believe, if you, you know, listen to some sections of the media where they say, oh, you know, they're a great club, they're doing things the right way. Well, they're not. We've discussed why they're not on this podcast before. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll never, never, ever see eye to eye with that man. I don't think I'm... Does he know it? I don't, no, I don't think I'm sad about that either, to be honest. Um, if he doesn't know it, then fine. It sounds anyway. like an argument I once had with footballer Barry uh, Barry Core that he didn't know about and I did. <laughs> it was vicious if he'd ever known about it. Was it Barry Core? I'm thinking now that that's an Irish singer. Play for Darlington. <laughs> is he... Is he one of the cores? Well, I don't know. If if he was, he was the one that fell down the stairs as a child. <laughs> I'm telling you, big. He, he was gonna uh, he was gonna punch me after one game, a Darlington game in two thousand and seven. I don't think it is Barry. No, it's not Barry Core. It's Conlon, isn't it? Brian Conlon. Oh, Barry Core was yeah. a footballer, but he played for South End. I have no issue with Barry Core if he's listening. Yeah, it's Conlon. <laughs> Brian Conlon, Barry Conlon. Don't know. Should we talk about season tickets? Yeah, I was going to say, let, let's move on to the season ticket situation. I mean, we we had, we did have conversations about this before. Um, we, you know, I had a, a brief discussion with this when when Liam was on. Um, it's been confirmed that, you know, obviously with, with the season being curtailed, uh, there is an option if you want to, to, to be able to claim a partial refund on your season ticket. Or if you are, uh, I think, the probably... The, the way that it's been described as if you are, you know, in a financial position to be able to do so, um, then you can either take shares in the club or donate the shares to the trust. Um, I, I think it was, it was kind of the club went to great pains or great lengths to, to say, this is not, you know, please put yourself above the club in this position. If you are not in a position where you're able to, uh, to miss out on any potential refund, please take it. You know, it's not, we're not saying to you, you're a better fan if you do this or anything like that. And it's exactly what we've said before. You know, it's not a, it's not a competition to see who's the biggest fan by saying, oh, well, I, I you know, I'm going to struggle financially. I'm going to take the money back. You know, it's, uh, or I'm going to leave the money to the club. It's like, if you need the money, the club are saying, you know, take it. It's not, it's not a decision that, that they want to make for you. So um I think it's probably the best outcome um that the you know that the club could have put together in this really. Um I I personally I think I've said before, you know, we we've I've seen that money as as spent at this point. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have begrudged the club if they said, look, you can either have a refund or you can keep or we can keep the money. Like I think the fact that they've said, oh you can convert it into shares in the club, that's a that's a better option than I was expecting, to be brutally honest with you. So um I mean what are your thoughts on on how that's sort of panned out and, and what your option is, I guess? I think it's been delivered in the right way. 
Um, <clears throat> I've seen some clubs have basically outright said, please don't take your money back or we'll go bust. Yeah. I think Shrewsbury and Oxford are two of them. Um, you know, and it's when you think that Oxford brought in three and a half million or whatever in January and they might be asking cash strapped fans who haven't worked for three months to leave hundred quid in the club. I think that that sticks a little bit. Um, mm. But every club's got to react differently and losing season yeah. ticket money is a big issue. Um, you know, even the very, very best well-run clubs can't afford to suddenly have money taken out. And you think the impact for us is probably going to be more significant than most because what did we have? 6,000 season ticket holders? Yeah. So if you've got 6,000 season ticket holders wanting to take out, I don't know how much it is. Um, I haven't worked it out pro rata. I would imagine it's somewhere around £100. One second. Can we cut this bit out, mate, just a sec? (coughs) I haven't got COVID. Uh, I've got peanut. (laughs) (coughs) So I won't eat my dinner again, my lunch again. Anyway, (laughs) uh, so I'll pick it back up. So I think um, I think the way that we went about the announcement uh, was was done sympathetically. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any guilt trip at all. I think that Clive was just brutally honest, um, but obviously stressed that people's well being was was first and foremost. Um, so yeah, I think it was handled well. I'm not going to say what I'm going to do because I don't want you know there's one or two people on social media already saying that those claiming that their money's staying in are going look at me I'm a great fan. Um, the thing is, it's a decision everybody's got to make. People, If mm-hmm. people want to publicise it, I think they should be allowed to do that. If people want to take their money, they should be allowed to do that. Um, there's too many people standing by waiting to be critical. Um, mm-hmm. I have yeah. made, my, I've made my decision. I made my decision weeks ago and probably mentioned it on here. But, um, yeah, I've always wanted to be a shareholder of the club, <laughs> personally. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've had people come up to me um, at, at work and they've said, oh, what's the uh... – you know what's the best option? What would you what would you recommend? And I said, well, it's up to you. If you need you know if you need a hundred quid at the minute, then you know get the refund. But the, you know the option that if if you can or if if you can see it that the money has has gone and you you can afford it, then it, it is completely up to you. And I think ultimately, you know, I I would not begrudge anybody. And we've said this before. I would not begrudge anybody that that takes a refund um, because it's you know, like we said, it's personal circumstances, personal decisions. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's it's the best way that they could have gone about the announcement. Um, and ultimately, I think it's probably the best the best outcome for people um, all round. You know, if you if you want to. It, it, like say if, if you need to get that money back then you can do um but if you you know if you want to 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 have something in the club then you can convert it to shares and, and everybody will be all right so um yeah that's that's that one uh, i don't know if there was much else that we needed to discuss this week sorry actually, I've, <coughs> I've just had to do two pints of orange juice for a stuck peanut <laughs> so uh i'm glad that the for, for those of you running commentary on my dinner yeah, I was going to say for, for for those that that want a little bit of uh, inside baseball, um, we had to stop recording very briefly. Where <coughs> Gary was uh, coughing up something and said, "I haven't got COVID. I've got peanut." Leave it in. Uh, um, the, the, you know, the worst okay. thing is that <laughs> <laughs> the first time I started choking, I washed it away, and then I had another peanut. <laughs> you know, like a squirrel that gets stuck in a feeder, and instead of trying to get out, just goes right. I'm stuck in the feeder. I'll just have another peanut. <laughs> Uh, like Winnie the Pooh, oh, stuck in the honey Amazing, jar amazing. <coughs> so 
So is there anything else that we need to discuss before you uh, before you drop off? Um, I don't think so at the moment. I think we, we're going to be looking at doing some end of season stuff around um, mm-hmm. players, highlights, that sort of thing. I might do a, a Facebook Live, then we're going to discuss it potentially on the show. So if people are, have a think about that, because I think we'll try and make that a little bit interactive. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, now I, I just think to conclude, you know, let's put this into context. We finished our first season back in league one in 16th. Um, and are therefore, you know, it's our best season since, since 1984. So it's the best finish since either of us have stepped into the stadium. Yeah. Um, and I think that everybody at the club deserves some credit for that. Uh, despite the, the way the season ended, despite the criticism that has been levied at managers who have left managers who have come in, players who have left owners, whatever there's, you know, there's, there's been criticism flying around in actual fact, finishing 16th in the division that included Sunderland and Ipswich and Rotherham and Coventry, you know, big, big, bigger, bigger clubs. Um, Oh, Peterborough. I nearly forgot them. But then, well, they don't really, they, they only get similar sort of crowds to us, don't they? So I think they're a similar size. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's credit. I think it's credit to everyone at the club. Credit to Michael for Mike Appleton for coming in under tough circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that although it's worrying times, you know, football will um, carry on. Football will be back at Sinsel Bank in some capacity, in some way. Uh, and you know we keep likening it to the summer of 2002 with the administration crisis. You know it's not that worrying. It is worrying, and we all need to pull together. But this could just be a catalyst for a level of togetherness that may have been lost when Danny first left. Because I think yeah. you know we've talked about even the club feeling fractured last season. <clears throat> you know with people walking out before the trophy presentation and stuff like that. It did feel fractured. And you know as well as I do that in that summer of 2002, it brought a lot of people together. It's the first time you and I ever met. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that sort of fighting spirit, if we can stop the sniping on social media about who's a better fan or whether they keep their money in or whether they don't keep their money in, all that bollocks is pointless. In the day, if if we all focus on the common goal, trust in the club, and I do trust in the club, and, and I know you need to go, but remember, we were the only club that put forward an alternative suggestion for the ending the season that wasn't self-serving. Barnsley's was self-serving, Stevenage's was self-serving, Tranmere's was self-serving, ours was based purely 100% on fairness, and it had nothing to do with us. I don't know if you knew that, but ours was about the way that points deductions are worked out. They're saying that you shouldn't work points per game out with the deduction taken off before so where Bolton let's say Bolton had 12 points but actually had 24 you should have worked out points per game based on 24 points and then taken the 12 off not worked out points per game based on the 12 that they've got now it only really affected them and Macclesfield but like if you're given a nine point deduction that nine point deduction is over a 46 game season but if it's applied to the points per game model you've been given a nine point deduction on the 36 games you've played and then the 10 points that you're then um 10 games that are then simulated, your points deduction technically is actually slowly going up because the nine points have been applied over 36 games. We were the only team that picked that up and it wasn't voted in. So I have, and I know that sounds like a trivial thing, but for me that shows that we're a football club that are genuinely looking at fairness. We're a football Mm. club like Clive, like Clive said in his letter, that genuinely wants fans to be okay beforehand. We say, if you can afford it, do this. Not, please do this, otherwise we'll go under. And I think that that should promote trust in the football club. 
it should oh, absolutely. in the football club. And I think some some things might come out over the weekend that make people trust in the football club even more, potentially. And I'll leave that one hanging. Just listen to Radio Lincolnshire, I think, over the weekend, and we'll see if it gets picked up or not. Um, okay. I trust in this football club, and I feel a togetherness. And whether we kick off yeah. in September, whether we, <clears throat> we're battling in the bottom six next season, we'll come through this hopefully stronger fan base. Absolutely. I don't think I could have said that any better myself, Gary. It was uh, I was perfect. surprised, actually. Normally, I have to write that out about 20 times and reread it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a good spot to, to end it. Um, uh, is there anything anything else that we need to, to discuss, not necessarily football-related? or Chris Ray's just... um, excellent season review in cartoons is coming out. I think there's an opportunity to get a pre-order yes. on eBay to get your name involved uh, on there, which is fantastic. I don't know yet whether I'm going to do my season review, so it might be the only uh, physical thing that you can buy and, and hold that reviews the full season. So um, I'd get on that if I were if I were you. Absolutely. Um, cool. Yeah, I think um, the only thing really that I've got left to, to, to sort of mention this week uh, is to plug... Uh, Plug the website, Next Gen Base. Uh, I've been playing The Last of Us 2, or Last of Us Part 2, sorry, for the past three weeks, I think it is. Ooh, is that good? Um, it is out next Friday, so- and as this is going to be going up after the embargo, it is exceptional. Is it? So, so it's out tomorrow? No, it's out on the 19th. So it's out but next Friday. But this is Friday. probably going to go out tomorrow, isn't it? So you, you won't actually be able to say it's excellent. Yeah, the review embargo is tomorrow. So I've, oh, I've okay. I'm oh, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, the, there's a review embargo, <laughs> which is tomorrow, so um, I can talk about it. So um, the review is on nextgenbase.com and also youtube.com slash nextgenbase. Um, it's it's incredible. Like it, It's a game that I've been looking forward to for years. And if you've heard anything about the leaks or anything along those lines, um, there's a lot of, you know, information that got leaked out a while back uh, to do with the story and if you've heard that and thought oh that sounds crap because it's got that in it so no it half of the leaks that that came out are utter bollocks um but yeah it's just an incredible game um go check out the review and um pick it up next friday if you've uh, if you've got a ps4 because if you've got any any fondness for the first game um it, it's just kind of it really hits home quite hard in uh, in quite a number of different ways so i uh, I actually spoke about it on uh, radio lincolnshire i spoke about the first game um, and that was so good that i was working away at the time staying in a travel lodge in coventry uh, and i took Mm. my playstation with me and all i did was play it all week instead of drinking in the complimentary bar every night So I, I will actually like... be talking to uh, I'll actually be talking to Rob on Tuesday night about it as well because I've uh, I messaged him I said you know I've got this we've got it for review do you want me to to well do you want me to talk about it he said yeah yeah come on the show so I will be on uh, Radio Lincoln on Tuesday night discussing it as well so if you want to hear more about that then tune in then but also check out the website and the YouTube channel let's just hope uh, he doesn't that's... throw in a quick sports quiz at the same time otherwise you'll be buggered yeah absolutely I will be utterly stuffed so. Uh... Right, I think that's probably a good spot to leave it because you, just, yeah, you'll probably needle away at that uh, two and a half out of whatever questions it was. Ten, um, yeah, it probably was ten. Um, we've also got uh, actually, yeah, we possibly have a special guest on the podcast shortly. We just need to work out timings and stuff for that. Um, it's probably going to be perfect post season. Um, 
uh, postseason content as well. So keep your eyes and ears on that, and also tell friends that we are still active, even though not as active as we would have been if the season was still going on. Um, and that'll do. All right, guys. Uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you or see you again next week. Bye. So, bye bye. around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.